Hi, friends. Welcome to the Femio Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Olafioye Amagbeni, speaker, blogger, and self-love activist passionately focused on increasing the representation for and visibility of Black women in the space. I do this by sharing lessons and observations from my own life in a way that is transparent, honest, sometimes kind of funny, in the hopes that it supports you on your self-love journeys as well. Okay, let's get into the episode. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Femio Podcast, Season 2, bitch. I'm your host, Femi Olafioye Amagbeni. And today I wanted to talk about heartbreak. Obviously, as I mentioned in the last episode, I'm going through a little something right now. But I also feel like heartbreak is at the forefront for a lot of us. First of all, heartbreak doesn't have to be romantic. It doesn't have to be a man that lied to you and broke your heart. It can also be a country that lied to you and broke your heart. It can be a constitution that lied to you and broke your heart. It can be a social contract with law enforcement that lied to you and broke your heart. There can be lots of levels of heartbreak. They can be social, romantic, friendship, heartbreak. So I wanted to talk about heartbreak because it's on the forefront. It feels like it's on the surface for a lot of us right now. A lot of us are struggling. I saw like a tweet or something that was like, depression and anxiety are at an all-time high right now. And it's like, (laughs) I wonder why. I wonder what the circumstances could be predicating and contributing to the rise in anxiety and depression. Perhaps a global pandemic that our government is pretending doesn't exist or pretended didn't exist for too long until it shut down everything. Perhaps it could be the fear of all of these businesses and services and restaurants and all of this and that opening up before we have any change. In fact, let me not say before we have any change because we've had change. It's been in the opposite direction. We have had surging cases of covid in the last couple of weeks. And yet all of these businesses are opening. So maybe there's anxiety there produced by the fact that all these businesses are opening despite cases going up. And then there's that whole thing about how America is painfully and violently and I don't even know what the other word is, but committed to racism. She's in it. (laughs) She loves it. She's like, This is my fucking jam. And we were lying about it for a long time. And now we're not lying about it. And I don't give a fuck. She's out and proud with her white supremacy. That's like what we're seeing from America right now. So that could cause levels of anxiety and depression to spike. So there's a lot going on. There's a lot for us all on the surface of what's happening right now. There's a lot of heartbreak that's happening for all of us. So I wanted to talk about it because I was like, I'm experiencing seven different levels of heartbreak. My audience is experiencing seven different levels of heartbreak, or at least three. How do we get through this? And I really wanted to come on here and say something beautiful and glorious and poetic and helpful about heartbreak. And I do think that this will still be helpful. The rest of it, I'm not so sure. I'm going to be honest, because I think it's hard when you're in it. This may have been a really great episode to do for me in 2017, 
just after I had gotten past my last major heartbreak and I could reflect on it and tell you, oh, I feel so much space. I feel so much love. I do actually have a blog post called Life Tends Towards Healing. I highly recommend reading that. I'll include it in the show notes. <laughs> like we talked about last time about, you know, how I have show notes now. I highly recommend it because it does talk about how paying attention to the life that you're living, being present in the life that you're living can have healing properties, which I do think is true and we'll get more into later. But again, it's just hard. It's just hard when you're inside of it. So what can we say about heartbreak to help us get through? Heartbreak can come in a lot of ways. Let's start with examining the issue, right? Like, what is heartbreak? What does it feel like? And how do we tend to ourselves with that? So, like I said, heartbreak can come in a lot of ways. It can be societal. It can be friendship heartbreak. It can be romantic, which is probably the option that we're most familiar with seeing in like movies and TV shows and songs and all this stuff about heartbreak. But it can come in a lot of different ways and it all feels devastating. Like I think that to really get through heartbreak, you have to feel it, which is, oh God, the worst. It's just all the worst. But like to really get through heartbreak, you really have to feel it. You have to feel it in your body. You have to clock where you're at. Again, this is like a difficult exercise for most of us because we haven't been taught how to feel emotions in our bodies. We've been taught to think, oh, I'm sad because there are tears falling out of my eyes or, oh, I'm angry because they did such and such and such. It's all thoughts. It's all in the head. But it's like, ask yourself, what in your body tells you that you're feeling a certain emotion? What in your body tells you that you're feeling anger? For me, it might be like fire. It kind of feels like heartburn coming up and down like those Pepsi AC commercials where you watch somebody's esophagus become inflamed. It could feel like that. It feels like pressure in my head at my temples. It feels like heat in my ears and behind my eyes. That's where I feel anger in my body. Sometimes if it's real bad, like my fists will just clench. (laughs) They didn't ask nobody. They just squared up. They're ready. Or I'll feel it in my biceps. My biceps will like get tense and I'm like, you know, we're ready. Where do I feel sadness in my chest? I think heartbreak which maybe I'm late to the game. Maybe I should have known this earlier, but I was really surprised to find out, not just in this last heartbreak, but in the ones before. It really does feel like your chest has been kicked in. That's where they got the term from. I didn't know. I did not know. For me, it feels like my chest has been made of glass and someone stuck their heel through it. It's like caving and there's like cracks in it and it's like dangling pieces. That's what it feels like. Or sadness sometimes will just feel like a chest compression. So all that to say, just to give you examples for what it might feel like in your body when you feel sadness or when you feel heartbreak. And again, heartbreak, number one, I just want to shoot this in here really quick because this is not a sad episode, but we are talking about something sad. But I do also want to mention that the same thing happens and is equally if not more important to do for when you feel happy emotions. So when you feel something happy, what does that feel like in your body? For me, that might feel like lightness in my chest. My chest feels like a nice warm balloon or I feel really calm and rested like something has released from my body, that kind of thing. So I just want to plug that in because I feel like we talk a lot about processing negative emotions. It's also very important, again, if not more important to process positive emotions and let yourself feel them. 
back to what we were talking about, heartbreak. So those might be some examples for how you feel heartbreak in your body. And the reason why it is so important to feel things in your body is because that's how you release them. I was reading a book or I am reading a book called It's Not Always Depression. And she talks about the importance of feeling your feelings in your body, how like if you keep things stuck in there, if you don't allow your body to process the emotion, you just kind of become weighed down and bogged down and disconnected with your body. And you enter into a lot of shame, guilt, anxiety. It's just all bad. And I was thinking about how a long time ago I was reading something where they talked about animals (laughs) and where an animal, let's say a fox or a dog, let's say a dog is getting chased by a coyote somewhere. Some smaller dog is getting chased by a coyote and he's freaking out and he's running and it's like fight or flight is happening, right? Like his adrenaline's pumping, his muscles are moving. He's like, I have to save myself. I have to fly. So he runs and he gets away from the coyote. The coyote, whatever, loses him, blah, blah, goes away. Once the dog is safe, like a lot of times we'll see this dog or other animals shake. They'll like shake their body and it's a way to like get out all of that emotion, all of that process of the last however many minutes that he was running away from this fucking coyote. And I feel like it's a similar process for humans. Obviously we don't shake, but sometimes maybe we need to, but there are ways to release emotion from our bodies. And we need to do that because if we don't, we store it up and we get stuck and it gets really painful and hard to live life. So that is why we need to release these emotions. That's why we need to allow ourselves to feel these emotions. And the book that I was reading was talking about how these emotions are so stored in our brains that it's like they have to be processed by our bodies. There are emotions or our thoughts that can be processed with our frontal cortex, but there are core emotions. There are deep primal emotions that you just have to feel it in your body. And that can be scary because it feels overwhelming. It feels like you're literally being drowned in a wave. What you have to remember is you have to come alongside yourself and be like, okay, bear down. I'm feeling all of this. It's going to pass. I know it's heavy. It's intense. My job is to just feel this right now. That's what I do. That's what I tell myself is like, this will pass. We're just going to be here. I'm going to make it. I'm going to live. Just feel this. But we don't. We don't. A lot of us don't because we weren't taught how to and because we're scared of it. So Like I said, one of the ways that you can begin to feel heartbreak, to feel your feelings so that you can release them is to feel them in your body and ask yourself, where do I feel this in my body? What exactly do I feel that tells me that I'm angry right now? What do I feel in my body that tells me that I'm sad right now? And I think just a heads up about this process is that the book that I'm talking about says that once you feel your emotions, you'll feel relief which I think is true on some level. You feel relief because you're like, I named the thing that is happening. There's like an alignment, there's rest in that, in like naming what is, that feels good. But you might not actually feel better for some time, depending on the level of the heartbreak or the level of the frustration or the level of the anger, like whatever. I have found for myself just being open and honest here, because that's what we do, I've been feeling my emotions. I've been feeling my emotions for months now, and I'm still sad. I'll go through a period where I'm like, okay, it's happening. Sadness is coming. Tears are coming. My chest feels compressed, or maybe I'm 
sad and angry and it's like chest feels compressed and the fists are clenched and the biceps are tense and the neck is tense and the head is pounding and like all these things are happening and I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it. And I go through it and there's a release, but you don't necessarily feel like, huh, okay, I am ready for margaritas. (laughs) Or at least not in that tone. You might be like, I'm ready for a fucking margarita. Like it might be more like that. But I think that's important to denote because especially in a time like now when it feels like we are up against things that have no end in sight. Like what does the end of white supremacy in America look like? We don't know. (laughs) We don't know. That shit was built into the foundations of this country. How could we imagine it without it? What does the end of COVID even look like? We don't fucking know because our government is out here acting brand fucking new because people are out here calling it a hoax not wearing masks, okay? Letting cases surge. Our president is out here giving it racist monikers. What does the end of COVID look like? We don't fucking know because nobody is taking any actions to actually stop it. So I think it's difficult with these long game heartbreaks because it's like, I don't know when this is going to be over. And I think that's also true really for anything, for any heartbreak, even if you're getting over a dude or you're getting over a friend who hurt you, you don't know when that process is going to be over. I didn't know for my last heartbreak that it was going to take me the entire year of 2016. Literally, I think nine or 10 months to get over that heartbreak. I didn't know. I was just living through it. And I think that's what we have to do. And so it's hard when it's like there's no end in sight and you keep feeling your feelings and you keep processing and It just feels like there's more. There's always more. There's always more. And this is one of those times where I'm like, I don't really know what to tell (laughs) y'all. I wish that I had something, again, poetic, glorious, beautiful to say, encouraging even to say about that. I think really all it comes down to is having the courage to live every day. That is what I have whittled my experience down to. Just get through the fucking day. And let it be that day and then do the same thing tomorrow. Because sometimes that's all that you can handle. I'm going to feel my feelings today or I'm going to not feel my feelings today. That's the other thing that I want to talk about, too, is that there's a reason why we have defenses to our feelings. (laughs) There's a reason why we shut down. There's a reason why we are so good at denial. There's a reason why alcohol exists. Okay, it's because we needed to escape. It's because The world has too many shitty things and some smart and brilliant and beautiful person inspired by the Holy Spirit somewhere was like, you know what? Let me make this elixir. (laughs) Let me make this drink real quick so that I can pass out so that I don't have to feel everything that's happening right now because this shit is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. You can't feel your feelings all the time. It is good to feel your feelings. Please feel your feelings as often as possible because that's the way through them. But if you were to really wake up in the morning, depending again on what the heartbreak is, and just feel, 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 feel for the whole 24 fucking hours or 16, what I don't know how long y'all be awake for. If y'all were going to like do that for the whole day, you might actually pass out at a certain level. Your brain, your body cannot handle that level of processing. So it's like, it's okay to take breaks. It's okay to have days where you watch Netflix all day or you watch 
Amazon Prime Video. I have just blown through the hills, for example. All six seasons, friend. All six fucking seasons. I highly recommend it. Let's just start there. It's amazing. Each episode flies by like a bag of chips. And there are just so many iconic moments. Anyway, this isn't an episode about the hills. This is an episode about heartbreak. Sometimes you have to stop and pause and check out of your life. Sometimes you need a drink. Sometimes you need a smoke. Sometimes you need a day of Netflix. Sometimes you need a week of Netflix. Sometimes you need a couple of months of Netflix. And I think the goal is to not judge yourself for what you need. Be present with yourself. But if all you can do is get through the day, let that be enough. Especially during a pandemic you're killing the game. If you make it through another day without COVID-19, like you've really done it. I don't know, friends. I think that's it. I think that's all you can do. And I know that... I mean, this is probably the most poetic and glorious and beautiful thing that I could say about heartbreak is that I really do believe that it creates space for love. I think that it creates a greater capacity for love and joy. I picture heartbreak like if you think about soil or like rocky ground that needs to be dug up before something can be built there or like think of like a construction site where there's that big tractor whatever with the claw that comes down and like scoops out all the rocks and the dirt and the blah 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 and dumps it somewhere else and like keeps doing that that's what I feel heartbreak is and does for us it breaks us down quite literally and gives us more capacity to feel love to feel filled with joy when it comes. And that's fucking beautiful, right? That's a nice thing. Again, I'm having a hard time because I'm in the middle of the heartbreak part. And so it doesn't look as pretty to me. I'm like, cool, great. I get another level of capacity for joy and love. Wonderful. I would just kind of rather not my heartbreak right now. But anyway, that is something that happens. That is a beautiful thing. I think it also does make us wiser and softer I know because of the heartbreak that I went through in 2016, I have been able to sidestep many a troublesome man, okay? (laughs) Like, I have been able to spot immediately when a man is giving me some bullshit because I'm like, oh, I've been here before. This sounds familiar. Let me just (laughs) skirt. Let me just hop right over this shit. And so, like, that's something that heartbreak taught me. It also teaches you where you don't ever want to be again. I never want to feel the way that I felt in 2016. I don't want anybody to ever feel that. That was a terrible fucking year. Election of Donald Trump even aside, which is more heartbreak, honestly. Anyway, I never want anyone to feel the way that I felt in 2016. I don't want myself to ever feel that again. And so it's like touching a hot stove where it's like, oh, okay, I'm not going to do that again because... It hurt the first time. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to, at least I'm going to try not to pursue an unavailable man when he's telling me no, right? I'm going to listen to him because I've ignored that before 
and I got myself hurt. So I think that's something that heartbreak gives us is like a warnings for the future. I don't know, y'all. I'm really trying to put this together. I'm really trying to make something good out of this. And I know that there will be good out of it because that's what humans and people do. We make meaning out of things. We draw positive, usually conclusions from things. We have the tendency to tend towards good, to tend towards the higher vibration, to tend towards the positive. So I know that there are already artists and writers and beautiful creators making meaning out of all the heartbreak that we're feeling right now or trying to. And I feel like that's what I'm also trying to do. It's just so hard when you're in the middle of it. And if you are in the middle of heartbreak right now, if your heart is breaking over the societal structures, if your heart is breaking over an intimate friendship that you lost or a relationship that went down, or even if your heart is breaking because you're watching some of your own internalized racism bubble to the surface and you're like, wow, turns out I'm shit. (laughs) You're not shit. You were taught this terrible structure. You are shit if you're not doing anything to combat it. I will say that. Sorry, but that's your choice. But you did not choose to learn. This was all inundated to us. You can choose to unlearn. If your heart is breaking because you're realizing, wow, I am a racist. I guess what I have for you is keep going. I don't know when the heartbreak is going to end and I'm sorry, but keep living every day, please keep showing up. That is courageous in itself. I think we underestimate the amount of courage and fight and strength in living a day when you don't feel like it. When you wake up and you're like, I just wish that this would all kind of fold down like the Matrix or something. I've never seen the Matrix, so (laughs) that's me talking out of my ass. I'm imagining reality just folding up and crumpling up into a tiny little black ball and then there's just no more existence. And sometimes you feel like that. Sometimes there are days when you're like, I see everything happening right now. I see that there's a day in front of me and I just don't want to do it. I just want to like roll it back. I just want to roll it all up into a tiny little ball. And I think that's completely valid. And it's hard when you have a lot of days like that in a row. It is, again, so brilliant and valiant and beautiful and courageous and strong for you to decide to live that day. So I want to encourage you, if you are in the middle of heartbreak, whatever kind it is, please keep living. Please keep choosing to show up, even if that just means you go from your bed to your couch and you watch TV all day and you make sure you eat at least twice and then you go back to bed. And maybe you wash your face twice and maybe you don't make it there. And maybe you change out of your PJs and maybe you don't make it there. Get to the next day. That's all we can do is to believe that it is going to be better, that there is going to be a day when things will change, when it's not going to be the same, when your feelings are not going to be the same, when the circumstances are not going to be the same. Everything is passing. Nothing lasts forever. So, who, girl, please keep living. I hope this was encouraging. If it wasn't, I'm so sorry. I did my very fucking best. I really did. 
But like I said, I'm in it right there with you. And it's really hard to see the beauty of it or anything encouraging in it when you're like right in the middle of it. But watch a Disney movie. Maybe that will help. Maybe that won't help. I watched The Princess and the Frog last night. It just made me sob. So you know what? (laughs) Do what you need to do. Maybe the sobbing is good. I don't know. But do what you need to do just to get through every day and just focus on that day and make it to the next one. I love all of you. And I hope that you are bearing through this time. If you have any questions, if you're really struggling right now, I want you to reach out to me if you feel safe doing that. If you're like really, really in it, I want you to reach out, try to find a therapist, another trusted friend to talk to. I know there are a lot of telehealth type therapists happening right now. Just please, if you feel any inkling towards talking to someone, follow that. It's necessary. It's necessary. It's good. It will help you. And again, if you have any questions or concerns or like just things that you want to talk about, I'm always here. Email me, DM me on Instagram. I love you guys. Please take care of yourselves. We're in a really, really, really fucked up time right now. So please take care of yourselves. And I love you. And I love you. And I love you. Bye, friends. Hey, thank you for listening to another episode of the Femio podcast. Before you go, don't forget to follow, rate, and leave a review. If you want to stay in touch, find me on Instagram at Femio. To support Femio and the Femio podcast, you can visit paypal.me slash Femio. Talk soon. Talk soon.